Okay, good morning. Morning to everyone. Nice to see everyone again gathered here on a Sunday. Last time nandito ako, tinanay ko magtagalog. Ngayon di ko na ito try. But I'll try my best to tell stories and keep you engaged. No, hopefully you understand the message that the Lord has for us this morning. So yes, I'm Pastor Nathan, and you may call me Pastor Nate. Yun kasi yung tawag sa akin ng youth. And I'm privileged here today to be a messenger of God's Word. We are still on our book study on the book of Joshua, and today we are on chapter 9. Pero bago sa chapter 9, magkakwento po muna ako. Nung high, nung high school ako, naloko po ako ng isang babae. Alam po ng asawa ko to. Don't worry. Hindi nyo kailangan isumbong. Naloko ako ng isang babae. Siya isang higher batch kasi sa akin. Naligaw ako ng higher batch. Esakto. Nasa seniors retreat sila. E may kaibigan ako dun sa kabatch niya. Biglang tinex ako. Siyempre, hindi ako kasama sa seniors retreat kasi hindi pa ako senior. Nate, may ka-holding hands yung girlfriend mo dito. Ako parang, Pag-uwi niya, tinawagan ko siya. Bayan, ba't ganun? Yung linya ko pa noon, sabi ko, What did I do to deserve this? Umiiyak ako. Anong ginawa ko? Sabi niya, wala, wala. Ako yung may mali. Sabi niya. Naloko po ako. Niloko. Kinuwento ko po yan, hindi para may chismis tayo tungkol kay Pastor Nathan. Kinuwento ko po yan dahil yan ang topic natin today. Deception, panluloko, and also grace. Tingnan mo nga yung seatmate mo, deception and grace, sabihin mo. English yun ha, deception and grace. Sana hindi pa sila naloko. And here's our outline for today. Joshua chapter 9 will show us two choices, three dangers, and one hope. Okay? So three, ay two, three, at one. Okay? Before we get into the two, three, one outline, let's do a quick review. Kailangan natin mag-review it to see the whole picture of what this chapter is telling us. Chapter 7 showed us through Pastor Renz how Israel disobeyed what God had clearly commanded and instructed. Ano nangyari? They experienced God's promise. Sabi niya, kapag nag-disobey ka, you will be defeated. And ano yung experience nila? What happened to their hearts? It says, their hearts became like water when they were defeated. At I, such a small country, defeating a giant and confident Israel. Natunaw yung malaking bansa. Dahil sa isang maliit na bansa at pagkatalo. So it was a time of loss. They lost soldiers. They lost the family of Achan. Then Joshua chapter 8 was the opposite. Last week, Pastor Jared told us how God renewed their confidence. Binigyan sila ng bagong utos. At nung sinundan nila ang bagong utos, please put up the slide again, they experienced God's promise of victory and blessing naman. When they followed God's command to the T, they experienced 
exceptional victory. And what happened? They had a heart of awe and confidence. They ended up worshiping and offering again. So from a time of loss, ah, talong-talo tayo, nanghihina na tayo, yung puso natin, tunaw na tunaw, they became a confident nation again. Because they have seen that indeed, if we just follow the commands of God, we will experience confidence and certainty. Para kayong nakatayo sa malaking bato. Solid. And if we trace the whole book of Joshua so far in the nine chapters, we can see that there's a reality that God was establishing for his people. The reality of having two choices, a simple A or B, black or white. Tell your seatmate, dalawa lang. Tell your seatmate, dalawa lang. Dalawa lang ang ating choices. Let's read Joshua chapter 8, 34 to 35. And afterward, Joshua read all the words of the law, the blessing and the curse, according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses commanded that Joshua did not read before all the assembly of Israel, the women, the little ones, the sojourners who lived among them. And what specifically was this law that Joshua read? We can see this in color red. It's the blessing and the curse. I'll show you an excerpt from this part. It's from Deuteronomy 11, 26 to 28. This is Moses talking. He says, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. First, the blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today. And the second choice, the, the curse if you disobey the commandments of the Lord your God. But turn aside from the way that I am commanding you today to go after other gods that you have not known. So two choices. Blessings if they obey, curses if they disobey. And notice here in verse 28, it says, Disobedience is katumbas ng turning aside from God and going after other gods. If you disobey me, it already says that you're turning to something else. Walang disobedience that is not idolatry. You are always turning to God or turning from God. Two choices. Obey God or obey others. Trust God or trust other things. There's only two choices for God's people. And in Joshua chapter 8, where he clearly read this blessing and curse passage, the law of Moses, all that it was written, it was such a good time to discuss and read this chapter again. Why? Because remember, they had just defeated they had just experienced two realities. In Joshua chapter 7, they disobeyed and they experienced defeat and loss. In chapter 8, they experienced obedience. They did obedience and they experienced victory and confidence. Two choices, two consequences. So before they took possession of the promised land, God was establishing this simple reality for God's people. It's this simple, church. It's either we trust God and obey Him and experience His blessing, or we trust anything else and experience defeat, uncertainty, and insecurity. 
Malinis lang. Obedience yields blessing. Disobedience yields consequences. Mahirap ba yun? Mahirap ba yung two choices? 50-50% chance. Mahirap ba pumili? May chance ka magkamali, may chance ka magtama. 50% chance. Kakain ka ba ng burger o kakain ka ng salad? Dalawa lang choice mo eh. Pero burger pa rin tayo. Kakain ka ba ng junk food o kakain ka ng lutong bahay? Sige, junk food na lang. Parang ganito lang yan eh. Ching! Sinabing bawal mihi dito, dun ka pa umihi. Hindi mo napansin yun? Pagka may ganung sign, pagka lumapit ka dun, mas mapanghi pa sa CR. No. Dito nga bawal, dito pa mas mapanghi. Kung saan maraming urinal, ang bango. Ba't ganun? Yung sinabing, wag kang titingin. Anong gusto mo silipin eh? Gusto mo silipin? Ano, ano man bang bawal tignan dyan? Ito ang bawal. Bakit? Subukan ko kaya. Why are we like this, no? Why even when we are given two choices, merely two choices, hirap na hirap pa rin tayong piliin yung tama. Why are we like this? Why is it so difficult for us as human beings to do just as we're told? To follow what another person has commanded? Why is it so hard to follow what's clear? Junk food or good food? Bakit ang hirap? Bahol umihi dito, parang ihingihi ka bigla. So our force, first point that we have to remember throughout Joshua, it's only two choices. To obey or not to obey. Which brings us to this next part where there are three dangers. Bakit hirap na hirap tayo? Kahit dalawa lang yung choices natin. For this next part, we have to do a flashback. Bago tayong pumasok sa story natin today. From Exodus and Deuteronomy, this is the two choices that God gave. I'll read from Exodus 23 first. For I will give you the inhabitants of the land into your hand. You shall drive them out before you. You shall make no covenant with them and their gods. They shall not dwell in your land lest they make you sin against me. For if you serve their gods, they will surely be a snare to you. Malalagot ka talaga kapag hindi mo sila niligpit at nilinis. Next. Next. Exodus 34. Observe what I command you this day. Behold, I will drive out before you the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Ito na yung choice. Take care, lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land to which you go, lest it become a snare in your midst. You shall tear down their altars, break their pillars, and cut down their asherim. For you shall worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. Lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land. So, sinabi na sa 23, sinabi sa 34, sinabi ulit sa Deuteronomy 7. When the Lord your God brings you into the land that you are entering to take possession of it and clears away many nations before you, the Hittites, the Gergesites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, seven nations more numerous and mightier than you, and when the Lord your God gives them over to you and you defeat them, then you must devote them to complete destruction. 
You shall make no covenant with them and show absolutely no mercy to them. So all the nations that Israel would encounter, all the nations that God would give them into their hands, the, the nations that they defeat, they must completely destroy. No mercy, no covenant, no exceptions, no if, ends, or buts. Wala, walang rason-rason. Linisin mo, ligpitin mo. Tear down, strike down, clean out. Claro, di ba? It's either you do it or you don't. It was repeated, 23, 34, and Deuteronomy. Klarong-klaro, bawal, umihi dito. So remember that. Let's return to our story now in Joshua chapter 9. As soon as all the kings who were beyond the Jordan, in the hill country and in the lowland, heard of this, they gathered together as one to fight against Joshua and Israel. But when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and to Ai, they on their part acted with cunning and went and made ready provisions and took worn-out sacks for their donkeys and wineskins, worn out and torn and mended, with worn-out patched sandals on their feet and worn-out clothes, and all their provisions were dry and crumbly. What happened next? And they went to Joshua in the camp at Gilgal and said to him and to the men of Israel, We have come from a distant country, so now make a covenant with us. And Joshua said to them, Who are you? And where do you come from? They said to him, From very distant country your servants have come, because of the name of the Lord your God. For we have heard of a report of him, and all that he did in Egypt, and all he did to the two kings of the Amorites, who were beyond the Jordan, to Sihon the king of Heshbon, and to Og king of Bashan, who lived in Asheroth. So our elders and all the inhabitants of our country said to us, Take provision in your hand for the journey, and go to meet them, and say to them, We are your servants. Come now, make a covenant with us. So the Israelites took some of their provisions, but did not ask counsel from the Lord. And Joshua, ding, 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 made peace with them, and made a covenant with them to let them live. And the leaders of the congregation swore to them. Then, 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 then. That was a long story. I hope you understand. But kung hindi nyo understand, nung nanalo kasi yung Israel sa ay, lahat ng mga kapitbahay narinig yun. Hala, malapit na. Kailangan natin magkampi-kampihan. Kasi dudurugin tayo ng Israel kung hindi. So they banded together, except for one country, which is the Gibeonites, which are the Hivites. Okay? What they did, the Hivites, nag-costume sila. Nagsuot sila na kunyari, okay, ganito yan. D Joshua was here, and then the Hivites, kapitbahay, sila na yung sunod na pwedeng sakupin. Ang ginawa nila, nandito na tayo, malapit na si Joshua, sige, magbihis tayo. Magsuot tayo ng mga damit na durog-durog. Magdala tayo ng pagkain na tuyong-tuyo. Magdala tayo ng mga sandals na durog-durog na rin. Mukha tayong galing sa malayo. At lalapit tayo kay Joshua, sasabihin natin, we are from a far country and we have come here to make a covenant with you. Bakit important ito? Because Joshua knew that God had clearly commanded he should not make a covenant with people of this land. Because this land was clearly commanded. It was the two choices. It was part of the tear down, cut down, clean out, no mercy areas. 
So lumapit yung leader ng Gibeonite. Sabi niya, magaling kami sa malayo. Two choices ngayon kay Joshua. What will he do? It says in Joshua chapter 9, verse 15, Joshua made peace with them and made a covenant with them and let them live. And he told all the leaders to swear to them. Obedience and blessing, disobedience and curses. Simple lang yung utos eh. Lahat ng kapitbahay mo, linisin mo. Ito, may dumating na kapitbahay. Okay, tara, banding-banding tayo. Ganito ba tayo, church? Yung kahit may klarong utos na sinabi sa Bible, wag gawin ito. Hmm. Parang wala naman masama. Parang okay naman sila eh. Parang mabait naman. Ganito ba tayo? So our story sets us up to encounter the reality that people are prone to be deceived Pwedeng pwede tayong maloko, parang ako lang nung high school, no? Natutukso tayo, eh. And there are three dangers for us in being deceived. Ito yung nagpapalagot sa atin. To explain the three dangers, magpapakilala ako ng tatlong mama. Yung unang mama natin ay si Mama GL. Itong mama na to, maraming pinagdaanan. Siguro lumaki siyang independent, maraming napagdaanan, maraming heartache, maraming problemang na-experience. Uh, a lot of things that she went through on her, her own. Madiskarte siya dahil dun. Maparaan din siya. Yan si Mama GL. And because she's gone through a lot, she's experienced a lot, mataas rin yung self-confidence niya eh, kasi napagdaanan ko na yan. I've been through what you're going through. Alam ko na yan. So in any given situation, she tends to refer to how she handled things before. How she did things before. Her instincts, her experience, inform her. Nung nangyari sa akin yan dati, ganito lang yan. So this is danger number one. This is mama number one. Mama GL, also known as nagmamagaling. Mama GL is nagmamagaling. We are deceived by our own experience. We think we've gone through a lot. We think we've gone through different experiences and we have enough experience to make the right decisions and make logical choices given life. Okay, pag dumating ang sitwasyon na to, alam ko na yan, kasi napagdaanan ko na yan. I have experience. What is this deception? Cold. We rely and sometimes we are deceived by our past experiences to be our counsel and to be our God. Dahil ganito tayo dati, ganito yung ginawa natin dati pag nung nagpakasal kami, ganito kami, nung pinagdaanan ko yung problema na yan, ganito ginawa ko, we are deceived and we are dependent. We rely too much upon our old experiences. Ask your seatmate. Ikaw ba si Mama GL? Mama number two. 
Ito naman si Mama RN. Mama RN is passionate about learning. It's so easy for her to read. It's so easy for her to study. It's so easy for her to learn. And so she knows a lot about life, about different topics, about different issues, about social awareness. She knows a lot. And maybe because this mother has learned a lot, has studied a lot, has read a lot, this person tends to fix people's problems. Ganito lang yan, nabasa ko yan. Nabasa ko yan sa Viber. Sabi, pag may sakit ka daw sa puso, kumain ka daw ng, 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 ng ano, ano ba? Luya. O ano pa ba? Mga ganyan-ganyan, di ba? Mga ganun nanay. They tend to tell a lot. They tend to teach a lot. And everyone who comes to them feel like daming alam neto. But this mama number two is also very deceived. Si mama RN is si mama nagmamarunong. We are constantly deceived by our own expertise as well. When we are deceived by our own expertise, we rarely ask for help because we are so used to our own brilliance being our deliverance. Dahil matalino tayo, dahil marami tayong naaral, dahil marami tayong natutunan, marami tayong nabasa, dun tayo sumasandal. Sa mga nabasa natin, natutunan natin, at mga alam natin. We are deceived because we think we know everything. Mama number three, si Mama RG. Mama RG grew up in a Christian family. She goes to church. She's a good kid. She knows all the Sunday school stories. She, know, she knows all the Bible character. She memorized a few Bible verses. She goes to small group. Never absent on a Sunday. Madasalin, babasa ng Bible. And because this mama is very religious, She often operates on autopilot. Kapag may problema dito, react agad. Kasi ito sabi ng Bible dyan. Pag may nakitang problema, action agad. Huwag na natin isipin. Kapag may kailangan ng tulong, galaw agad. Solusyon agad. Action. The danger here is that we are deceived that what we are is already enough. Dahil malapit naman ako kay Lord. Eh. Araw-araw naman ako nagbabasa ng Bible. Araw-araw naman nagde-devotion. Alam ko na to. The danger here is that we've left God on the sidelines thinking that we have mastered His instruction book and we are to go out and carry out all instructions in life. We forget that He is the author of the game, He is the coach, and all game plans must come from consulting Him. So this third danger is when we are deceived by our own religiosity. Nagmamaka-religious, may ganong Tagalog word ba? Gets yun naman. We are deceived because we're religious. We adhere to spiritual disciplines. Masipag tayo eh. Siguro naman alam ko yung ginagawa ko. Memorize ko yung Ten Commandments. We think because we've read the Bible this morning, we have the power to do the rest of the day for the glory of God. You see, deception is misplaced trust. 
And the most dangerous of deceptions is not the most dangerous deceptions are not ones that others deceive us. The most dangerous deceptions if we ourselves are deceived by ourselves. Di mo kasi mahuli yun eh. Pag niloloko ka, meron ka pang nafe-feel eh, parang scammer tong kausap ko. Parang hinihingi yung Gcash code ko. Napapansin mo pa eh. Pero kung ikaw sarili mo yung kinascam mo yung sarili mo, the way you think is deceiving. That's dangerous. We are deceived by our own experiences. We are deceived by our own wisdom. We are deceived by our own religiosity. We do not question ourselves. We are too sure. Joshua and Israel had a lot of experience. They had gone through the Red Sea. They had gone through nine chapters worth of experience. They were also experts. Marami silang expertise. They had defeated enemies before this. So probably they could make decisions about this person who was approaching them. Expert na ako dyan. Babasa ko na kung malapit dito. Amoy pa lang. Alam ko nung taga dito. Hindi. They were also very religious. Remember, they just read the whole law in front of all the women, all the little ones, and all the sojourners who lived among them. Kakabasa lang nila ng Bible nung umagang yun. And yet, they were deceived. Where was their trust? You see, sin in us is deceptive. It's not the enemy that's deceptive. The world will always be deceptive. But the problem is what's in us also deceives us. It says in James 1 verse 15, each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Okay. Then desire when it has conceived gives birth to sin and sin when it is fully grown brings forth death. So the enemy, yung kalaban natin, was called the deceiver. Manloko siya in Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. This is what he does. This is the modus operandi ng kalaban natin. The enemy knows that we can lure and be deceived by our own desires. You think you can make judgments. You think you have experience. You think you've learned about this. You think you've done your devotions. You think you're close to God. Therefore, every decision you make, just do it. Kasi malapit na ako kay Lord. Marami na ako pinagdaanan. At marami na ako naaral. That's when we fail. You see why? Trust is misplaced. It causes us to trust ourselves more than we trust consulting God. Remember what the warning was? Be careful lest you turn aside from God. Actually, they are so simple. Two choices. It's either you turn to God or you turn to others, including you turning to yourself. I know it. I've experienced it. I've learned it. I trust in myself. Two choices. And that's dangerous. Kahit kristyano tayo, naloko tayo. Alam ko na yan. sabi ng Bible. So the Israelites took some of their provisions but did not ask counsel from the Lord. 
Church, are we in danger of being deceived, not by the Gibeonites, not by our neighbors, not by Gcash scammers, but are we in danger of being deceived by our own trust in ourselves? Overconfident na ba tayo? Yung bawat payo galing sa utak natin. Yung bawat advice na binibigay mo sa kaibigan mo, galing lang sa experience mo. So are we sharing God or are we sharing our own expertise? Seeking God is really seeking Him. Waiting to receive a word. Lord, ano ba? Ano ba ang dapat ko sabihin sa kaibigan ko? Lord, paano ko ba didesisyonan to? It's waiting. It's slower. It's more uncomfortable than we'd like. It's more surrendering than taking control. It's more unnerving. It feels out of control when we are trusting God. And so it's not easy. It's easier to make the other choice where we trust in ourselves. Sige na, didesisyon ko na to, tapos Lord, ikaw na bahala. Is that trusting or is that asking God to bless you? Is that going where God is telling you to go or going where you want to go and asking God to go there? Be careful lest you turn aside to other gods, including your own counsel, including your own wisdom, including your own traditions and what's comfortable to you, what makes sense to you. Proverbs 3, 5 to 8. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Do not try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, He is the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil, and then your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Church, marami ka bang hinaharap ngayon? Marami bang desisyon ang nagaantay sa'yo? Marami bang aksyon ang nagaantay ng solusyon? Where are we running to? Are you running to what we know? Running to what we've been through? Running in what we've learned? Or are we waiting? Not running, waiting. At the feet of Jesus. Seeking for counsel. Have we actually been seeking for counsel from God? Or humuhugot tayo na stock knowledge. Throughout the Bible, the counsel of the Lord mainly came through three ordinary means of grace. God's word, God's people, and God's spirit. As followers of God, we must seek to have these three means of grace regularly in our life and in our routines. His word contains his character, his desires, and his plans. How can you obey him if you are not swimming and drowning in his word? His people, the church, 
God's Spirit dwells in and among and with His people. How can you hear the counsel of God if you refuse to be with God's people? Not just physically be with them, ah. Hindi lang yung magpapakita ka na every Sunday nandito ka, kita yung mukha mo. Nagpapakita ka ba? Nagpapakilala ka ba kung ano ang pinagdadaanan mo talaga? Because how can you seek counsel for what you're going through when you're always pretending you're not going through anything? Okay lang, how are you? Okay naman. Pero hindi mo bring up talaga yung, yung mga kumikirot sa puso mo eh. Yung mga conflict na pinagdidesisyonan mo, yung mga problema sa buhay mo, dinadala mo ba to God's people? Really? Nilalabas mo ba? O tinatago mo lang, okay naman ako, pero okay naman eh. How will you seek counsel for this issue if you never bring it out and really be with God's people? Truly. Third, his spirit is called the teacher. He is called the counselor. He is called the helper. How can you be led from deception, which is in you? Sin in us deceives us. How can you be led away from yourself if you do not walk by the spirit, someone who is outside of you, someone who is counseling you from objectivity? If you only listen to yourself and what you feel like doing, then you are most probably being deceived by yourself without knowing it. If we walk by the Spirit, we will not gratify the desires of the flesh. We must be led by another because being led by ourselves leads to being deceived. The solution to not being scammed by ourselves cannot come from ourselves. Ikaw na nga yung scammer, susunod ka pa sa sarili mo. There must be an outside counsel. We will always have two choices, to obey God or disobey Him. And the three dangers may cause us to be deceived. We are over-reliant on our experience, over-reliant on our expertise, over-reliant on our religiosity. So we head to our last point. If the choices are so simple, may dalawa ka lang choice, and then we are so easily deceived, lagi pa tayo nagkakamali, 50-50 na nga lang, ano na ang pag-asa natin? So ito na yung dulo ng Joshua chapter 9. Joshua summoned the Gibeonites and he said to them, Why? Why did you deceive us? Sinabi mo sa amin, we are very far from you when you dwell actually just right beside us. Now therefore you are cursed, and some of you shall never be anything but servants, cutters of wood, drawers of water for the house of my God. Joshua made them that day cutters of wood and drawers of water for the congregation for the altar of God to this day in the place that he should choose. Naloko talaga sila. They made a covenant with the Gibeonites to never kill them. And so they could not correct a mistake with another mistake by murdering a covenant people. Double dead. So, di nila pwedeng patayin. Ginawa na nilang karpintero at tubero. Paano na tayo? We have also in our lives made wrong decisions and been deceived. Sinabi sa atin ng Panginoon, don't do this. You already did it. Tapos na eh, paano na? Sabi mo sa akin, pastor, nagawa ako na eh. Napakasalang ko na po yung mali. Joke lang. 
Satana. For most of us, the point is we have already been deceived. We have already done it. We have already done that. Paano na? Patay. Let's go back to the story. Israel was deceived and disobeyed a clear and given commandment of God what happened next. Spoiler alert, in the next few chapters, you will read in Joshua 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, that the Gibeonites, these very same people that God told them to clearly destroy and show no mercy to, these very Gibeonites became their most strategic ally to defeat their enemies. Naging kakampi nila at tumulong sa kanila. What does this tell us? This does not tell us that it's okay to disobey God and His commands. This does not tell us that all sins were turn, turn out well in time. Ah, magiging okay rin naman pala. Nope. It's not, it's, not, it's not saying that. This does not tell us that God determines all who belong to God will be sure to have a good life regardless of the choices they make. Walang consequences, basta anak ako ni Lord. But this tells us that despite our offenses and mistakes, God's grace is sufficient. Despite our offenses and mistakes, God's mercy is more. Despite our offenses and mistakes, God is able to redeem even our worst decisions. Nagawa mo na eh. Nandun ka na eh. Paano na? There in that place that you were deceived, there is also grace there for you. Parang kanta lang. Our sins are so many but God's mercy will always be more. One of my favorite songs goes like this. What love could remember no wrongs we have done? Omniscient, all-knowing, he counts not their sum. Thrown into a sea without bottom or shore, our sins, they are many, but his mercy is more. Praise the Lord. His mercy is more, stronger than darkness, new every morn. Our sins, they are indeed many, but His mercy is more. Our one hope. Our one hope, church, is not that we will never be deceived because we will be deceived even after today. Our hope is not that we will become perfect decision makers because we will never be. No matter how hard we try, no matter how old we become, we will make wrong decisions. But our one hope is that we know that despite of our mistakes, despite our purest intentions to discern what's wrong and what's right, God's mercy is already more. His grace is plenty where our sins are many. His mercy is more where our sins are too much. His redemptive plans cannot be thwarted by our imperfect decisions. 
Our future and our hope is secure, not because we are able to lead our lives perfectly, our families perfectly, and decide for our nation perfectly. But our one hope is that we have a Savior who is able to save us from our own imperfections. Our one hope does not rely in us. Our one hope is reliant on the one who saved us. He's able to work out good for all those who love him and whom he has called according to his purpose. The Gibeonites became their allies. We are prone to wonder, prone to leave the God we love. Yet his goodness is our hope. So church, yes, seek Seek the counsel of God. Seek with the best of your efforts. But after all your best efforts, rest. Rest in the goodness of God despite of the imperfect decisions that you will make. Do your best, but rest in God in the end. Let's pray. Lord, we confess that we will not always turn to you, even though we're only given two choices, Lord. We'll probably make the wrong choice most of the time. Lord, despite of our best efforts, despite of all our prayer and asking for help, we are still broken and foolish human beings, deceived by our own sin, deceived by the world, deceived by the enemy. We are constantly deceived. We are aware of that. Help us, Lord, to seek your counsel more and more each day, be immersed in swimming and sinking in your word, be vulnerable and really embedded in God's people, and also be walking by the Spirit day by day and obediently. But in all those things, Lord, we will fail, we will stumble, we will cry, we will make regrettable decisions because we are human. But yet, Lord, thank you for saving us from ourselves, from scamming ourselves into total death. You use even our wrong decisions to create allies and good for us. That is how great your love is. That is how great your grace is. That is how much your mercy is more than our sin. So we worship you. How did I deserve this God? You will never deceive us. You will always protect us and you will save us. So we praise you and thank you. Amen.